The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. And has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy. The promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham, and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Has anybody here ever been to a party before? Oh, we got some real experts. Great. And have you ever had the experience that you're at a party and you've seen friends that you haven't seen in a while? And relatives that you haven't seen in a while? And have you, in having that experience and enjoying yourselves and enjoying your com your, the company of all of those guests, have you ever yourself or heard somebody say, we really should do this more often. Good. The church gathers today in festive celebration. Not a party like a birthday party, but this is a celebration here. And today is also the day where the bishop of the diocese has said to all the parishes, for example, at a party, are you supposed to have fun or are you supposed to be bored? You're supposed to, we got a real expert here. <laughs> it's supposed to be special, otherwise it's not a party, right? 
And the bishop has said to all Catholic parishes, all Catholic places in the diocese, remember today is special and do something about it. Note the spirit of the bishop's statement about today. Don't just show up. You don't go to a party just to show up, do you? <laughs> don't just show up. Treat it like the occasion that it is. Superficially, it involves an extra image. Superficially, it involves incense. But there's a spirit of gathering, a spirit of being willing to rejoice because of something good that happens for another and yet that we somehow share. That's how we gather today. But then the bishop said something else. He said, Starting today, the obligation to go to Mass on Sunday is back in force. And when we hear that, what do we think? Oh, man, it's a rule. What he's really saying is, remember all those times you said we really should do this again and you don't? Well, guess what? We want to commit to doing this again. Sunday after Sunday. Lamentably, in our experience of family and life, what happens is we don't get together with the regularity that we really should. We let all kinds of things separate us and keep us from coming together. And over this last year and a half, certain necessities have just prevented us from being able to gather in numbers. Today is that day. On this occasion of the joy of coming together to celebrate, we name as well the value that the family of God needs to gather on a regular basis. That's what the obligation to attend Mass on Sunday really means. We can't stop doing this. Because let's just be honest. This is a different experience if there's only 12 people here versus the close to 300 that we have right now. The feel is different. I might just be me sitting in the bench the same way, but it feels different when there's a crowd, doesn't it? Notice how the presence of each and every one of us adds something to what we're doing here. The quality of our gathering is not just how well-prepared Father is. The quality of our gathering is not just how beautiful the space is. The quality of the gathering in no small measure also rests in the people who gather. What a great, what a great thing that is. And so as we move forward, that's why we, the bishop chose this weekend as the weekend to say the obligation is back in force. Because it really means is we want to be serious about saying we need to keep doing this. We need to keep gathering. We belong together. We don't belong apart. And when we speak that way, this is not just a matter of saying that I value my faith. It's a value of saying, even though we may not know each other very well, we value each other. And we value what we share among us. Because let's be honest, out in the world, 
There's a lot of anger that we can share among us, and a lot of frustration, and a lot of fear that we share among us. And as much as we say we don't want to live there, what do we do? We live there. Our coming together on Sunday says there's something else that we can share among us, something greater, something better, something mightier. And so while we call this day the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, it's our day too. And so another simple question for you. Has anybody here ever been to a football game? Okay. We've got people sitting out there on their own chairs. It's almost like a tailgating thing going on. Just don't light up a grill. But do you ever notice at the end of a big game what happens to the coach? He gets lifted up and carried by the players, right? This is a big part of what we celebrate today. Our Lady's victorious assumption into heaven. She through whom the Lord came to the world on this day is lifted up. Lifted up into glory. Lifted up. On the one hand, on the shoulders of the angels, who bear her joyfully into heaven. But when we gather today to celebrate, in a sense, what we do as the church, we lift her. It's as if we put Our Lady on our shoulders and lift her high. Lift her high is a sign of that great victory of which she was a part. And why would a team do that for the coach? Because it's their victory too. What we celebrate today is not just something for Our Lady, it's about us, too. In fact, that's the reason why in the 1950s, Pope Pius XII saw that it was the right time to declare formally what the Church had already believed and celebrated for hundreds and hundreds of years. That Our Lady was completely assumed body and soul into the glory of heaven that the one who bore Jesus in this world, that one who, when Jesus was still unborn, carried him within her, is now carried by him into heaven. That she who received him into the sinless perfection of her life is now received into the spotless beautiful, undying glory of eternal life. That she who opened herself completely to Jesus is completely received by him, body and soul. Because we do not believe in a merely spiritual redemption. This body that we live in, that we experience the world in, is part of who we are. And Jesus, who came and shared a body like ours, in doing so is saying everything about you, including your experiences of touching one another, the kind words you say to one another. All of these things I will gather to myself. And what we celebrate here is the sign of that. But Pius Twelfth. Seventy years ago, looking out at the world around him, saw that the world was showing us something else. 
Atheistic communism was rising. And what did it say? You are only as good and your life only has value to the extent that it is useful to the state. And if you no longer are useful, you are no longer any good. And what a dehumanizing idea that is. But in the West, in the United States, in Canada, another attitude was coming. Your life is only as valuable as your self-indulgence makes it. This culture of happiness through what I can buy, happiness through the experiences I can enjoy as if that's all there is. And what happens when my body doesn't let me enjoy those things anymore? What good am I? The world had just lived through the horror of the Second World War when life was shown to be remarkably cheap, remarkably fragile. And in that period, there was a certain emptiness in the human heart. And so when the Holy Father looked out at the world, he spoke about Our Lady and not just to Catholics. He proclaimed this dogma in an address to the entire world. How often do we think of that, that what we celebrate here, the church proclaimed as a statement to every living human being on the planet about the greatness, the dignity, and the value of human life and the human person. Because Our Lady, fully glorious in heaven, lifted up by God is not lifted to a private happiness. When we lift someone or something, what happens? We can see it more easily, right? And so this lifting up of Our Lady is the placing her, the setting her of her as a star in the sky so that we can look up because it's so easy to live looking down, to see only our problems, to see only what's wrong, to see only those dozens of things I've got to do every day just to get by. And let's be honest, we spend a lot of our lives looking down without even realizing it. So on this day, the call of the church to the entire human race is look up. If even just for a minute, look up and see that there is more to life, your life, human life, the life of your nation, the life of your people, than you think there is. Look up and see. Every single one of you is made for more. Look up and see that the promise that the Lord made is not empty and it's not theory, it's real. On this day, the Holy Father said, see Our Lady and see how her sinless, humble living brought her into heaven as a sign for all of us. And while we may not be so humble, nor nearly so sinless, 
The son she bore into the world, she bore for you and for me, that we might be saved. And the Lord who said, where I am going, you are promised to follow, is pleased in Our Lady to keep that promise first. But first, not last, first. Which means where she is glorious, the rest of us are called to go. Our Lady, crowned with heavenly glory, burning brightly in heaven, continues to pray for us. But more than anything, she is that one who calls us to lift up the eyes of our hearts and see the greatness and the beauty of the promise of what we have in Jesus Christ. A life and a promise that are already active in you right now. And now think about this. Our Lady is that one who received and bore Jesus within her, right? Okay, we're doing okay so far. That's who you're going to be in a couple minutes. Because from this altar, that same Jesus Christ who Our Lady bore within her is going to come to you. And you're going to stretch out your hands to Him. And you stretch out your hands to His life and His goodness and that beautiful promise of where He wants to bring you. And you're going to receive Him. And like her, you're going to have Him within you. Not in exactly the same way, but in a way that's just as real. Note where Jesus brings that one in whom he was allowed to reside. And note where he wants to bring you. There's more to what we celebrate. There's more to what we do. There is more to the life we live than we often settle for. And so on this day, we look up we look up to see and to have our hearts quickened to faith and to hope because the promise is real. The victory is sure. And precisely because it is Our Lady's feast day, it's our day too. And so we rejoice in her. We rejoice in what God has done for her because she's one of us. And where one of us goes, the rest of us are called to be. And we need to keep doing this. Because the reality is, after the joy of today, Monday rolls in with its problems, doesn't it? In fact, some of you guys will go back home to your problems right after Mass. Those things don't just go away. That's why we say Sunday after Sunday we get together. Because you have to work to keep hold of the best. You have to work to remember the best. It's easy to remember the, the bad. It's easy because the wrong shoves itself in your life. And so we gather with that discipline of Sunday after Sunday because on Sunday we look up, and on Sunday we stretch out our hands, 
And on Sunday, we receive. Today, we celebrate her. And because we celebrate her, we know who we are and where we're going. Amen.